Good evening. Yeah. I'm Kevin. This is Kelly, and we're um, we're excited to be with you guys tonight. It wasn't long ago when we were um, going through this program, and so we have a, a really special place in our heart for this program. But uh, we're excited to be here. Um, <clears throat> we've been married 14 years as of yesterday. And so, I mean, that, that in and of itself is, is not a whole lot to clap about, but I think once you hear our story, maybe you'll you feel like clap clapping again. again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're excited to be here. We have three kiddos, um, Tanner, Avery, and Luke. You might see a picture. There we are. This last uh, fall at Disney World. Luke um, looks mad. Oh, yeah. there we go. Now he's happy. Yeah. So that's our family. Um, and, you know, I used to hate it when people just stand up here and just read to me. But I think it'll go better for everybody if, if we just stick to the script. So, um, But we are excited to be here. And we're going to start just with a little kind of a history about us. Um, I grew up in a large family. I was the fourth of uh, five kids in a very loving and healthy home. Uh, we weren't without our problems and our stressors. Um, and we had our fair share of issues. We weren't perfect. But my parents always did a really good job of making uh, faith and family first. So growing up, I would call our house a, a religious home, and so as a result, uh, it led me to believe in sort of a very works-based relationship with God. And for me personally, it led to an exhausting cycle of uh, all sorts of sin and then repenting and then starting over. Um, this cycle continued through college and then graduate school and was really marked by unhealthy relationships and really living solely just for myself. And then in 1999, God started to really work on my heart. Um, I began to question what I believed, why I believed it. So I began meeting with some good friends that I had grown up with, um, who we started a Bible study. And they really, I started noticing a difference, and and they weren't just talking the talk, they were really walking the walk. And so God was in the process at that time of changing my heart and calling me into a deeper relationship with Him. Hi, everybody. It's amazing to see some really familiar faces, too, here to support us. So, so it gets a little emotional when you do that. Um, so thanks again for having us here tonight. I don't speak in microphones very well, and so people always tell me to push it up to my, my chin. So here I go. Um, a little bit of background on me. I, too, grew up in um, a larger family. I was the youngest of four, and my parents divorced uh, when I was three due to my father being unfaithful. He had had an affair after 22 years of marriage. And uh, I always said that I grew up in a Christian home, um, but I really didn't understand what that truly meant at the time. Um, If you were to ask me if I were a believer, I don't really think I would have known what that meant because I went through that and just thought I was a Christian. Um, My mom and I would go to church occasionally, and that was about it. I, I gave my life to Christ or said that I did when I was 12, but I didn't grasp what that actually meant until I was in college, ironically. And college was a great time of growing my faith. Um, I was surrounded by women of faith showing me how to live as a believer. And it became clear to me how much I loved learning who Christ was at that time. I attended a Baptist church in Lubbock and was plugged into their student ministry. I loved it. And it really helped me grow in my walk with Christ at the time. Um, I lived at home after college. I started an internship and quickly got connected into a women's Bible study. And this was a really sweet time for me. It was really a time where... um, I loved what I was doing, and I was learning about who I was and also trying to live out my beliefs in a very worldly city and a family who really didn't. I mean, I had one sibling that was a believer, so in a family that really didn't understand what that looked like. 
So Kelly and I met at work in 1999, and as I got to know her, I knew there was something different about her, and I was intrigued. Um, We got engaged eight months after uh, starting to date, then we got married in 2001. Uh, We both, at the time, I would say we were believers when we got married, but um, I had no idea what it meant to be a godly husband, and I certainly didn't know what it meant to lead her well. Uh, So early in our marriage, we went through a sort of a fairly typical cycle. Um, We had a lot of fun together. We bought our first home. We had a lot of great friends we'd hang out with. Um, We helped start a new church, and we were serving there regularly. And then we began having children. So I would have said at the time that we had a really good relationship. We didn't fight. Um, And I thought at the time, you know, we had just a, a good thing going. And so as Kevin mentioned, we did meet at work. My first perception of him was, sure, he was a nice guy. He made me laugh. But his beliefs weren't aligned with mine, and so that was kind of that. I mean, it sounds kind of mean. And, um, but again, we worked together for about six months before we had our first date. Um, and that night out, we talked about, we laughed, we talked about life and our families, and just it was just a really fun date. And over time, as, as time went on, I realized that he was a believer, and he was seeking what that relationship looked like with this group of guy friends um, in the Bible study that he was in. We started hanging out a lot more. We had a, a lot more fun together. And it quickly went from just liking this guy to loving him, which was something I'd never experienced in a relationship prior. And that cliche is that it did truly feel different. Um, and during that dating, through our engagement, and even early on in marriage, we didn't have any fights or disagreements per se, which I think we always celebrated that. Um, but we also never talked about anything that was of true importance. We didn't talk about our struggles our fears, what our expectations were. Um, I didn't know the first thing about what he had issues or struggles with, and I was very naive. Um, We set no boundaries within our marriage, and I was extremely passive, you could say, when it came to how I felt about things. Um, Over time, I think things did really truly get stale, if you want to call it that. But I just thought it was, you know, we're busy. We have have full-time jobs. We have young kids. And that was just the way it was going to be for a while. Um, and never once did I think we should talk about any of this. So it's so ironic. I think y'all are talking about communication and conflict tonight, maybe. But um, we didn't talk about any of that. And so we just went through the motions. We isolated and we did our own thing. Um, Kevin was not a horrible husband by any means. Um, we had lost our, check- our second uh, child through a stillbirth. And it actually brought us close- closer together at that time. But as time marched ahead and... Um, I think we just truly got stuck in that rut and just really had a hard time connecting. Yeah, so about seven years into our marriage, and we've been married 14 years since the, for the halfway point. Uh, as Kelly mentioned, we kind of got stuck into a daily grind of uh, we would wake up, get the kids ready for daycare. We would go off to work, work all day, get home uh, with the kids, um, do the dinner thing, and then one of us would clean the kitchen. The other one would, would uh, bathe the kids, put them to bed. And by that time, we were exhausted. And so we would go to bed, usually disconnected, only to wake up and do it again. Um, We had our share of good times, like Kelly said, and good memories. But that cycle would really continue until about uh, the end of 2007. And so I I probably would have said at the time that my relationship with God was okay. Uh, But in hindsight, I was incredibly distant from him, so much so that I didn't see the storm that was up ahead. So around... Around that same time, I'd begun a relationship with a gal at work, and the two of us uh, started working out together. 
And so this quickly developed into a deeper emotional connection, um, and I found myself becoming more and more excited about uh, pursuing her and having her pursue me. Um, and so as that connection grew deeper, I think I naively thought, you know, nothing would ever happen. I was married, and so was she. Um, but after a few months, it did become physical. And so the physical affair lasted a few months um, and ended shortly before I left work to return to school in May of 2008. So I remember thinking that I would just leave that secret behind me and do my best to just move on. Um, I wrestled with it for several months, not knowing what to do with this sin I had committed and was hiding from Kelly. It made me physically and emotionally ill, yet I continued to hide it from her. So I wanted to tell her, but I was afraid I would lose her and our children. So it all came crashing down one evening with a phone call. Um, Kelly received a call that night from the husband of the gal that uh, I had the affair with. And so he had just found out and thought that he would call Kelly and tell her all about it. Uh, So I wasn't home at the time, but Kelly quickly called me and um, told me the news that she had just heard. So then I went home really scared to death uh, of the uncertainty that awaited me. And so, you know, if you look at that, things got really, really bad. Things got much worse before they got even a smidge better on that end. And although I didn't mention um, the D word, I didn't talk about divorce, I definitely was not present um, emotionally, spiritually, or in physically in our marriage. Um, I dealt with trying to do it all on my own, and I, and I absolutely isolated. I wasn't home much. I didn't care to be home much. Um, I drank too much to, to numb anything that I was feeling. And I spent time with other people who definitely were not spurring me on, on during, that, during that time frame. I was very angry, um, yet wanting desperately to forgive him. I just didn't know what that looked like. And I struggled with worldly emotions, yet wanted to be a good wife. Um, and a good mother, and I could just not shake the fact that this had happened to us, um, to me, and I was really hurt. Uh, We had attempted to start re-engage at another church, but I really wasn't ready to do that. It wasn't very authentic. Um, No one knew our story, and we never felt compelled to to discuss it. Um, The following March, after disclosure in July, we came to re-engage here at Watermark, and it was at that point where I really felt like the Lord, this is where the Lord wanted us. Um, people were standing up sharing their stories of redemption and reconciliation, and I was overwhelmed with what I was hearing, hearing absolutely overwhelmed, where I, I think I could have gone up to these couples and, and asked them to take me home with them because I wanted that surrounding me. Um, things were improving by this time, although things weren't always great, and re-engage just allow us to be ourselves and share in a safe environment. Um, also, it was through this pro- process that Kevin began seeking God's word, I saw him changing by what the Holy Spirit was doing in his life. He started leading us at home well, leading the kids well. He became more involved at at home and doing things. And this all allowed me to let down my guard and truly uh, learn to trust him again. Uh, My thought process began changing. And it it didn't happen overnight. And things were still really hard. Um, But as things started changing on his end, things on my end started changing as well. Again, it took me a really long time uh, to work through my sin and, and emotions, but I had to change how my relationships looked, and I had to dig in deeper. I had to get into the Word more and want to be invested in my marriage again, which was really, really difficult. I had to also take ownership and figure out all over again how the Lord wanted me 
to be in our marriage and what my role of a wife was. And through the heartache of what happened, Kevin's dad passed away. My mom passed away within 15 months of each other during this, this entire time frame. And this, too, is a huge part of still dealing with some of that pain. Um, and to add this on top of everything else we were doing, it was just a really, really difficult season. So over the course of time, we continued to work on our marriage. Uh, God completely changed my heart and changed our marriage. And it was, like Kelly said, it was a long and difficult road But I remember our pastor at the time shared a verse with us that kind of became our anthem, was Romans 8, 28. So he reminded me that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Uh, Not just good things, but in all things. So even now, if I let myself dwell on the past, I'll get caught up in some of that negative thinking and the shame and the guilt of of what I did will resurface. Um, But most importantly now in my life, I have made Christ the most important thing. Um, I love the lyrics to a a popular Christian song that says, I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way he loves us. Um, I've become a more fully devoted follower of Christ, and that has trickled down and affected every other part of my life. Um, In particular, my marriage has changed. Um, And in particular, I lost my place. So I realize um, now what it means to be a godly husband Uh, and how to lead Kelly well. So I realize how fortunate I am to have a godly wife who uh, was and is committed to our wedding vows that we made in 2001. So no longer are we living in isolation. I have guys in my life that um, will ask me those tough questions and check in with me. Um, I've learned how to lead our kids better. Uh, Kelly and I spend time intentionally connecting with each other. We make time for date nights, and we actively pursue each other. And I think Ecclesiastes 9.9 rings true now with us, and it's enjoy uh, life with your wife, and that's changed everything. And and it's not not me. It's God. It's what God did through me and in our marriage. So our marriage really now is better than it's ever been, and and that's uh, emotionally, spiritually, and even physically. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your, on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Our, mar- our marriage is now in a place that I never thought possible. I'm, you, you might hear that week after week and this may be your first week that you've ever heard that. Um, somebody actually saying that and it, it is so true. I can honestly say that if I could go back and change things, knowing what I know now, knowing what I know today, I wouldn't change a thing. I would, without a doubt, marry Kevin all over again. I wouldn't wish the pain of our story on anybody, and I think that's where the emotions come in, is that um, you you don't want anybody to go through um, infidelity and what it could do on your marriage. Um, But there's not a question that I would not marry him all over again. Um, It's no doubt what that pain has done in our lives And in the story, um, there's absolutely no doubt that it's changed, that this has changed our trajectory forever. Our kids' lives will forever be changed, as well as what the Lord is doing in our lives independently and our marriage. Gary Thomas writes in his book, Sacred Influence, A good marriage doesn't happen by accident, and a good marriage isn't maintained by accident. Both are the work of the Holy Spirit and the foundation of Jesus in his unchangeable truth and the life of two sinners who are married. So everybody loves a story, right? So when when we were young, we loved to hear stories, and we love story time. And even now, we're drawn 
to stories, uh, especially true ones. And if you watch a movie, uh, we, we tend to like it more if it's based on a true story, right? Um, so you often hear of people saying, have you heard their story? And so for the longest time, I didn't want my story to be one of infidelity and, and brokenness. Um, and it took me a while, a long while. But I realized later that that wasn't the story. That was not our story. Our story is one of redemption and healing. Uh, and it tells what God can do in your life and in your marriage if you just let him. And so that's, that's the real story. That's our story. Um, so we don't know your story. We have no idea what, what you guys are going through. Maybe similar, maybe uh, way different. But we do know this to be true, that if you, if you truly, truly trust God um, in this situation, in your life, in your marriage, um, things will heal. He can completely redeem it um, and even take it to a place you never thought possible. Uh, it sounds cliche, like Kelly said, but it's true. And so God is still very much in the business of, of changing lives and changing marriages. And that can be your story. I think that uh, what I would want you to walk away with tonight is to truly believe that Christ knows what you're going through. He understands your pain and he won't let you go. Isaiah forty twenty eight through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I know many of you feel like he's given up on you or your spouse, but I promise you he hasn't. The people in this room and in your small groups are here for you. There is no mistake why you're here, why you're here tonight. Dig in. Pray, be authentic, and tell your story. I promise you that you will not be disappointed.